What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Voyanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And on this episode, we got a film breakdown episode here. Three quarterbacks, and you know what? We're going to kind of approach this the same way. Well, from an evaluation standpoint, we'll approach this the same way as we do our top five quarterbacks list. So let me go ahead and talk about the process. We got three quarterbacks here, and this is how we, or how I am going to break those great quarterbacks down here. So there's 10 categories that could get a grade between 1 and 10 for each of those categories. For quarterback, that is arm power, arm accuracy, timing on throws, Overall mechanics slash fluidity, that is one. Decision-making skills, scramble ability, throwing the run ability, pocket awareness, pocket movement, frame, and size. We add all of those up, and that gives you your overall grade here. And basically how this works. So for each skill, for each category I just named off, I'll give you a grade between 1 and 10. Um, I'll just say this right now. 1, 2, 4 is, you know pretty bad i usually don't give any players that uh because i am really picky with the type of players i do evaluate if i give you anything between a five and a six it's definitely pretty concerning definitely something that may not be a huge issue right now but it's still probably a minor issue and will eventually be something to worry about moving forward at best it's probably average i guess if i give you a grade between five and six anything between seven and eight that's above average there the closer you are to an eight in that category means uh, the closer you are to being kind of on the level of a two-star low three-star prospect in that specific skill there. Then anything from eight to nine, that's a three-star to four-star level type of talent for that skill. The nine to ten, that's four-star, five-star. Basically how these grades go, if you have an overall grade of somewhere around a 70, you're probably a D2-ish player. Um, you know, maybe a player that might be able to play on the next level, but needs to get developed a little bit. If you get a grade somewhere in the 80s, then yeah, you're probably a D1 player, maybe borderline high level D2 player, depending on how low you are. Uh, but on top of that, I mean, that's a pretty big range. Think three star to four star type of guys. And then 90 and up, those are five star dudes the best of the best and how we do these film breakdowns we look at a bunch of highlights we look at full games i have nfhs so there's that uh we talk to coaches all that stuff i mean i tried to do as much research as i can for this one but here it is i mean we got three quarterbacks here who i really like a lot i think they're going to be the future of this game and so i really wanted to get the chance to at least be able to put out this episode and talk about all of these great quarterbacks these three great quarterbacks from three different recruiting classes and so without further ado let's go ahead and hop into it here first quarterback we're going to talk about on this episode is from Colorado Highlands Ranch. That is Austin Madreski, the sophomore, the class of 2026 quarterback out of Mountain Vista, standing at 6'5", 185 pounds. This year, he had a pretty good year, threw for 3,341 yards, 34 touchdowns. This is actually his second year starting, got some uh, starts last year as a freshman, and then just simply built on that. And that was pretty big because there were a lot of freshmen that they played uh, last year with him, and so that 
chemistry only got better going into this year. But this year, I mean, he really took a pretty big leap here in his development as a prospect. And, I mean, it showed. It, he was one of the top passers in the entire state. He commanded one of the best passing offenses in the state as well. And he's only a sophomore. I mean, he also, by the way, plays in one of the tougher, I guess, leagues in the state playing teams like Highlands or, yeah, Highlands Ranch, Valor Christian, Thunder Ridge, all of those cats obviously playing 5A football here. And so he has succeeded against some of the best defenses in the state. And I actually got to watch him play against Thunder Ridge. Uh, that was a game where they actually led by a lot, but Thunder Ridge would come back and win it. And I would actually say it wasn't completely his fault on that one. I wouldn't even really say it was his fault at all in that game but we'll talk about all that stuff later like i said i watched that game i also watched his game against valor saw some clips from his rock canyon game this last year but let's go ahead and hop into this evaluation here real quick here and so let me start with talking about my grades for austin here so arm power gave him an 8.7 arm accuracy 8.5 here timing on throws 8.5 overall mechanics and fluidity i had to give him a five uh decision making skills gave him an 8.3 scrambling ability eight throw on the run 8.4 pocket awareness 8.7 pocket movement 8.6 then frame and size 8.5 for an overall grade of an 81.2 in my books he is about a three-star prospect right now but definitely a lot of room to grow so because he is only a sophomore he has two more years ahead of him but let's talk about some of his strengths here i mean his highest grade uh or grades was an 8.7 for both arm power and pocket presence let me talk about the arm power first i think this year he displayed a very live arm this is the this is an arm that could get it done i mean he's made a bunch of tough throws downfield uh stretching out defenses vertically and making them really respect his talent here and on top of that on the run he is almost i wouldn't say as dangerous but almost equally dangerous he's definitely somebody that is not only going to be able to hit the check downs and you know maybe some of the more intermediate routes while on the run but he could definitely throw a bomb deep too and catch you off guard uh, which is really tough when you're considering it and you know he's not even really filled out into his frame yet right now he's 6'5 185 pounds uh, that's what's listed on his twitter huddle all that great stuff and so he could even get stronger here potentially but right now for a kid at this age and at this frame <clears throat> i think he has one of the best arms in the entire state he also shows the ability to really zip some of these throws into some tight spots here and i mean just show that he has the power to make throws that certain quarterbacks can't who aren't naturally gifted and can't zip it in like he does and so that's really something that separate separates himself from some of the other quarterbacks in this state here and in the country now let's talk about his pocket awareness and movement here 
he is really aware of his surroundings how much time he has the pressure you know for somebody at his age he has a very good grasp of situational awareness and you know just his awareness in general when he's in game and in the pocket and this shows i mean there are it's very rare I would say that he is caught off guard and is completely blindsided. And this isn't exactly a guy that has the best offensive line in the entire state. I would not say that at all. I mean, they do their best, you know, but it's not like a Valor line or a Cherry Creek line or even a Pine Creek offensive line here. You know, this is a line that does struggle at times. And so for him to kind of already have that acute sense uh, is good. But I'm also going to throw this out there. His awareness is not just good because he's paranoid all the time. And he's always trying to get the football out. His awareness is good because he knows how much time he has. He knows, okay, I need to get it out right now. You know, I need to get it out quick so I could get some yardage. He knows when the when there's time for that. And then he also knows, okay, if I shift in the pocket, move around, take a step up or back or run up to the line of scrimmage here uh, and maneuver around, I could buy myself this amount of time and still find a bigger play downfield than a check down or a shorter throw slash easier throw. And he does this pretty consistently, I would say, uh, throughout this season. Just being able to maneuver that pocket, not scrambling all the way out right or left or whatever, but just knowing, hey, I just need to move up this much here, buy myself this much time, and then I can make this throw. You know, and so he's just very good at that, just very aware of what the team needs. And, you know, obviously he's going to make mistakes as a young quarterback and whatnot. He's only a sophomore, but already, I mean, just his awareness and the way he maneuvers in the pocket is better than I would say most quarterbacks in Colorado. Uh, some quarterbacks in Colorado are completely oblivious to pressure, which is not good at all. And then you have some quarterbacks who are too jittery and they're always looking to run. Austin, I feel like, is pretty even keeled. And, you know, because of that, it allows them to make the right play most of the time, I would say. Now, let's talk about some of the things that he could definitely work on here. We talked about what made him great, right? But let's talk about some of the things he could definitely work on i would say the worst part about his game is his mechanics not his lower body his lower body is fine you know i would say his upper body there are some definite issues there that not only i see but i know college you know recruiters and coaches see as well and really anybody i mean he has a very very long release on in his throwing motion and you know on top of that the ball dips back so far it's pretty bad i it it adds almost a whole second on to certain plays not all the time you know but it definitely is a lot of unnecessary motion it's not the smoothest could imagine it might also be kind of a lot of pressure on the elbow and stuff as well and so longevity wise i'm sure there could be questions raised if you want but just in general i mean it's just not a fast release at all uh it's definitely one of the slowest releases i would say in the entire state and that's an issue now austin is aware enough and talented enough where you know he knows how much time he needs to throw the football a solid amount of time not all the time but a solid amount of the time 
But still, though, I think that is definitely something he needs to work on. Uh, like I said, I watched his game against Valor Christian. And that was a game they almost won against an opponent that has been to state the last three or four years. And especially this year was a really good squad. And so if they won that game, that would have been big. But unfortunately, they lost it like 49 to 35. There was a garbage time touchdown in the last 30 seconds. So really, they lost it 42 to 35 here. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that game a little bit more here, actually. I mean, he threw three interceptions in that game against one of the best defense in the entire state. And I could pretty much confidently say that they were all his fault. And it wasn't because, you know, he made the wrong decision. I think he made the right decisions on all three of these turnovers, which is not something you could really say all the time you know like oh you threw three interceptions it should really be all your fault uh it is you know because he threw them but i am not mad at those decisions either though the first interception he threw uh i mean he was on the run here he was feeling the pressure and he had a wide open maybe five or ten yards downfield and he saw it and you could see him wind up that throwing motion and because he's on the run as well it's not as fast and it's even a little bit more awkward and he throws it and sure enough the defender is able to catch up in that second and get a pretty easy pick on that sideline and so that's tough that's interception number one there I, that's all on his throwing motion to be honest with you he it was the right guy to throw to but, and it wasn't like he saw it late or reacted late. You can literally see him winding up his arm as he throws it. And it's an easy interception for them. And at that point, Mountain Vista was actually up, I believe, by a touchdown. It was either 21-7 to or 21-14. to It was, you know, it was pretty close, right? And so that gave Valor the ball back. And, you know, in a game against a team like Valor, you really can't afford a one turnover. Nonetheless, three. And so that one is tough. Wasn't the wrong decision, but it's his throwing motion. And that's where it became a real glaring problem. I mean, when you have a slower throwing motion, it makes you more susceptible to fumbles and bad picks like that. Turnovers in general, you know. And I am definitely concerned about that. That play really reaffirmed my concern about it, to be honest with you. And then uh, I might as well talk about the other two turnovers. The second turnover was, I believe, in the second half. They were either in the red zone or on the edge of the red zone. And he felt the heat. He felt the pressure. He knew he had, he had to get the ball out quickly. I believe he was aiming for his tight end. And that's a pretty big mismatch. I mean, he's like... 6'4-ish, 6'5", right, against a shorter linebacker who's maybe 5'11", or 6 foot. Either way, it was obvious that he wanted to take advantage of this matchup and get the ball out quickly. And I was not mad at it. I mean, it feels like a classic fire call where you got to get the ball out quickly and, you know, they were both on the same page. The issue is that he faded back just a little bit. He didn't really step into this throw. And because of that, the ball sailed pretty badly and basically landed in the hands of the safety, which was a couple of yards behind uh, those two players. And so would I blame his story motion for that? 
Probably not, but if you had a quicker throwing motion, obviously, then you could maybe step into that throw quicker and really put it on that tight end slash uh, mismatch, honestly, and get that first down and hopefully win that game as well because I think, you know, that would have potentially either tied it or put them up uh, in the second half of that game, and that's tough. I mean... That's a turnover, especially in the red zone. That's a big no-no. You can't do that. And I, like I said, it wasn't the wrong decision. You know, the block was hot. He had to get the ball out. It was the right mismatch, I would say. It was the right matchup. I would probably trust my guy as well if he was five inches taller than the defender. It just wasn't the greatest, though, because he really wasn't able to step into it. He probably could have... But I don't know if his release would have been fast enough to get it off. I'm just going to be honest. And so that's interception number two in the second half. And then interception number three came in the fourth quarter. It's basically uh, tied here. And Mountain Vista has the ball. There's maybe four-ish, three-ish minutes left here uh, right before that two-minute warning. And you know what? It's a beautiful play here. Well, first off, Valor blitzes. You know, the blocking breaks down. Austin, he maneuvers his pocket beautifully, steps up, gets set, throws it deep. Um, he does have to rush this though just a little bit because there is a linebacker that's about to lay him out right here, right at the line of scrimmage. And it's the right play call, I would say. It's also the right read. The player was running a post and there was no safety help and he was wide open and he underthrows it. You know, part of it is because he's getting hit. I can't really blame him there. Um, the other part is I, ju I just think he misjudged how much power and air he needed to put on this thing. Because if he did put enough, then, you know, it would have been an easy touchdown. But instead, it's pretty over, uh, or not overthrown, it's pretty badly underthrown. And it's an easy interception for Valor. They would go ahead and take that, march down the field, score a touchdown, take the lead. And that would basically be it. I mean, Mountain Vista would get a chance with about... Uh, about a minute or so left in this game to tie it up, but there was a miscommunication on this drive, plus two really bad drops, which I can't, I mean, I can't blame Austin. They were both really good throws on both of those drops. That kind of killed the vibes of that one. But, you know, you could have also not thrown three interceptions uh, to put yourself in a position to try and tie this game. Instead, you could have been leading potentially, or it could have been tied already and you know you give your defense a chance to potentially get it into overtime regardless three picks against the best defense in the state one of the best defenses in the state i should say is not the best and it's not even because he made the wrong decisions i would say so if it's not decisions then you know it's obviously ability but we know he does have the ability to make these throws because if you look at his reel, you watch him play and whatnot, he really does have the ability to make every single throw, um, both, you know, off platform and, you know, in the pocket. Uh, you see that quite a bit here. That's why I have his arm power rated at an 8.7, arm accuracy 8.5, along with timing at an 8.5. And then, by the way, his throw on the run ability is also an 8.4, but... The reason some of those grades aren't higher is because of the mechanics. You know, he just has a very elongated uh, throwing motion. It dips really far back and low as well. And it's slow. You know, it's just slow is what it is. And that kind of limits, you know, 
how far you could get it downfield, how accurate it could be sometimes. Uh, you kind of have to work around it. And he's done a good job doing that. I mean, he threw 34 touchdowns doing that. But I don't know if that throwing motion is sustainable for success, potentially on this level, but for sure on the next level. And I'm sure there's some college uh, recruiter out there, scout, coach, whatever, that's looking at him. It's like, man, you know, he sees the field great. You know, he reads defense is great. He can make pretty much every throw. He works really well out of structure and in structure. You know, very good understanding of the game. But that throwing motion's tough. I don't know. I don't know if you could fix that, you know, as a college coach. Most likely, he would have to start fixing it right now. And so if I'm Austin, you know, I, I try to... I don't, I don't even know where to start, but I mean, almost, it's almost like you have to reconstruct it, but you got to make it a smoother throwing motion. It, it can't be elongated. You can't have that hitch. You can't have that dip. I mean, you got to, geez, you just got to work on it, right? And so we'll see if he could do that. But honestly, everything else I really like. He has a lot of traits of not only a good next level quarterback, but a great next level quarterback. Already talked about the arm talent. It's definitely there. As he gets bigger and stronger, it's only going to get better. You know, that's probably my only other critique there. You know, he could get stronger and bigger. He's a little bit thinner. Uh, a little wiry. Not too wiry, but part of it is because he's a taller dude. You know, and so would like to see him put on some weight. But regardless, still has a good arm. Uh, still has a good sense of timing. Is very accurate. You know, he runs one of the few uh, next level slash modern offenses in 5A here in Colorado. And so, you know, he knows what it's like to kind of run certain spread and air raid concepts. Also, shout out Team Full Gorilla as well. I've seen him, um, you know, go ahead and manage that offense they have over there as well, which obviously it's 7v7. So, you know, they, they run some of those really good concepts there. And he has shown that he has a really good understanding for it. And he knows where he needs to put the football. Um, I think something that he has really worked on this year is probably his decision-making and his IQ. I mean, he has shown that he can be a starter not only in Colorado, but he could be one of the best because of his decision-making and his handle on this offense, plus the chemistry he has with uh, the players in this offense as well. But honestly, I'm just a really big fan of uh, his processing mind. I think he processes and sees defense well. And, you know, he's very situationally aware. That's Those are the little things that are going to separate him from everyone else, even though there may be guys who are playing, you know, faster, stronger defenses or guys who are more of an athletic freak or guys who, you know, have better stats regardless of those things austin is one of those dudes that just sees the field differently he is a student of the game he's somebody that just gets it and look you could coach other guys to do that you know you could tell them but they're not always going to be able to pick that up as easily as austin has especially at this young age you know he has not even entered his upperclassman years yet he's still an underclassman and so for a kid this age right now as a sophomore to be able to dissect these defenses and really pick some of them apart is big time. You know, it's definitely something that you got to love. 
And so there you go there. Uh, don't really have too much more to say. I mean, look, like I said, this is a kid who can be one of the best quarterbacks in Colorado, not just right now, but in high school football history, you know. But he's going to have to work on that throwing motion. He's going to have to get bigger. And, I mean, honestly, he could probably still tune up some of his decision-making skills. My only gripe with his decision-making skills is that I think there are times where you could definitely tell that he's overly ambitious. You know, he's trying to take a deep shot downfield. He had one of those plays, uh, I believe it was like second down against Valor in the first half where he had an open player, an open receiver on the out route, but instead he tried to throw the ball deep and i mean it ended up being out of bounds so it didn't matter anyways but it was in double coverage and it was very well covered and so then that situation you know goes from a second and long to a third and long when it could have been a second and long to a third and short potentially the receiver had room to make something happen and against a team like valor i mean it really against any good defense you got to take what they give you, right? Obviously, there's going to be times where you have the opportunity to make big plays. That was definitely not one of those. And so I would say uh, sometimes he definitely does get a little overly ambitious here. And, you know, gets a little locked in. He's staring down one receiver or he really likes this matchup and he wants to go there. And that's fine and whatnot, but you still got to read it and you still got to make the right football decision. Now, some of that comes with him just being a younger football player as well. Obviously, next year, he's not going to make some of those same decisions, uh, or at least I would expect him not to. And so I would like to see him continue to work on that. But other than that, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, is a pretty complete football player, does a lot of the uh, little things right. And on top of that, I mean, he's a pretty solid athlete as well. Pretty good athlete, you know, strong arm, could move relatively well. I gave him an 8 for his scramble ability. That's probably a little bit too much. Uh, but even then, I mean, he has shown the ability to rush and kind of be a threat there. Now, he's always passed first, though. His eyes are always downfield, but he can run just a little bit. So just want to throw that out there. But uh, really excited to see what's ahead for Austin here. I do want to say, as of right now, he has not been offered yet. Uh, I'm recording this February 22nd, 2023. But just because he hasn't been offered yet doesn't mean those offers aren't coming. I could definitely see him potentially gaining a couple offers here uh, this offseason going into his junior year. Now, it's it's going to be hard to sell the throwing motion. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, some coaches will automatically look at that and be like, nope, I that's not my job to fix that. You know, and so that's why I want to see Austin kind of work on that, on those mechanics and the fluidity in his upper body a little bit more there. Because I don't know if there's any college coach that is going to love that. You know, most likely you're going to find college coaches who will tolerate it, you know, because they love everything else. They love the arm power. They love his decision making, his situational awareness. But there are, you know, the throwing motion kind of affects all of those things in the long run, right? So we'll see what happens there. But I am going to make some bold predictions here. This is definitely a guy that can win state in the next two years. And I would not be surprised with the way this team is built, with how well he's been playing, as long as he continues to get better and stays healthy. You know, this is a player that could win 
state. And it's not going to be received well by some, especially in the 5A community, 5A community here in Colorado, because they all have some sort of delusional type of pride, even though their schemes aren't modern and they're not that good. But we'll see what happens. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Whatever happens will happen. He's going to continue to do his thing. He's a cool dude. He's a great leader. Um, definitely somebody that I could see succeeding regardless. And you know what? I want to end on one last note here. Um, somebody asked me, all right, Simon, in this Coach V, in this class of 2025, and he listed all these other quarterbacks in that class, who is going to be the most successful one or one of the most successful ones in that class? And I said Austin. Part of it is also because he has a great system around him and there are great players who aren't in great systems. But I think this is a perfect situation where he's in a great system and he's also a great player. And so we'll see what happens. But don't be surprised if he starts gaining some hype and starts turning up here. And, you know, college coaches start looking his way a little bit more and pull the trigger. It only takes one. So we'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and move on to the next quarterback I want to talk about. He is in the class of 2024, and he's not too far from Colorado. He's actually next door over in Utah. That is the quarterback, the junior quarterback currently from Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. Isaac Wilson, the four-star. You might be wondering, why does that name sound familiar? Well, that's because he's the little brother of Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback and former first-round pick. Now, here's the thing. When evaluating players like Isaac Wilson, you know... You, you gotta you gotta get rid of all the oh you know well his brother went pro and he's playing at a school that has a history of uh, putting out pretty good quarterbacks uh, I believe actually Devin Brown he was his backup uh, Isaac was his backup last year uh, that's somebody who was a pretty top tier quarterback who's playing on the D1 level you know you, you could you could think about all those things right it's all there like regardless yeah he's Zach Wilson's brother yeah he plays for Corner Canyon they're a pretty good school you gotta evaluate him as a football player as a prospect and so I'm here to tell you how good he actually is and what makes him great because they don't just be given out you know multiple stars out here i would say maybe one of those stars is usually hype right uh from a good school brother of somebody all that stuff i think that's fair to say um when it comes to guys like this but the rest are earned and so let's go ahead and hop into this one so i believe this was actually his first year as a starter his junior year here like i said he was backing up devin brown who's now playing on the d1 level i want to say he's at ohio state if i'm not mistaken and it was a pretty solid year through 40 touchdowns to only 17 well, I can't really say only. It's kind of a lot, but 40 touchdowns to 17 interceptions, it's not the worst, right? You still threw 40 touchdowns. Also, on top of that, threw for 3,774 yards, had 695 rushing yards, and 5 rushing touchdowns. So, bro was dealing. These are pretty good stats for a first-year starter here. And they played some pretty solid competition, first off in Utah, but... Also, you know, uh, their out-of-league or, I guess, out-of-state schedule is pretty solid as well here. Uh, specifically, I'm looking 
at this Bishop Gorman game here. Uh, in case, you know, you listeners out there don't know about Bishop Gorman for some reason, they're a powerhouse in the entire country. I'm pretty sure they're nationally ranked. They have to be at least top 10 or top 5. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even bother looking that up. But they're really good. They dominate Nevada. And, you know, they play teams like Modern Day, Corner Canyon. They played uh, Powerhouse St. Louis over in Hawaii. They played Hamilton, another big powerhouse, and Chandler. They're a pretty good squad. Uh, Corner Canyon lost to them 42-7. to I'm not super mad at that. I think there might be some guys who might look at that and might be like, oh, oh, overrated. He's, he's overrated. He can't win against really good teams. Well, look, just because you're the best in your state as a team doesn't, or one of the best in your state doesn't always mean you're the best in the entire country, especially against schools like Bishop Gorman, Modern Day, St. John Bosco. This is going to sound like a very unpopular opinion, and I really don't care, but those are private schools I could recruit straight up. And so IMG Academy, God, that's a big one. You know, when you're looking at schools like that, uh, you know, is it really a fair matchup? No, I mean, you go to a public school, uh, basically, or not one of those private schools. And it's a big difference. You know, those private schools are in a league of their own. So I'm not going to hold it to them. But in that game, you know, 8 of 18, 67 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Um, I, he also rushed six times, but listed for negative eight yards here. So obviously not super successful. To make things worse, that was also his second game of the season. And it was really early on, too. It was August 19th. So I really don't know how much time they had, uh, you know, getting the team together, how fresh they were out of uh, summer training camp or whatever they do, off-season stuff. That's a pretty tough matchup to bring up that early on. And I get it. I mean, you know, you want to play team out of state see how you could do he still had a touchdown and it was a good touchdown an accurate throw you know and so you could really live with that um but i'm not going to hold that to it you know i think that's something that a lot of guys are going to be like oh you know overrated right but other than that you know he had a pretty good year um and whatnot did his thing and so with all of that being said here let me go ahead and go into my breakdown so i I did my best. I probably watched more of that Bishop Gorman game than I probably should have. But I, I get the gist of what kind of player he is here. Also, obviously, look through, you know, some of his best plays in each of those games and all of that great stuff here. But these are the greats that I just gave him off the rip. Obviously, I have not seen him live. Uh, I hope to someday, but I'm currently based in Colorado cover Colorado football and so we'll just go ahead and look at these grades here I'll talk about all of them and then we'll go in depth so arm power gave him an 8.6 arm accuracy though 9.1 timing on those 8.2 but mechanics fluidity 9 decision making 8 screenball ability 8.2 throwing the run ability 8.5 uh, pocket awareness here I gave him an 8.6 Balkan movement though 8.2, frame and size 8.1. By the way, he's at six foot 175, so I, I think I'm being a little generous there, but that's okay. For an overall grade of an 84.5, he is about a three star, but I could definitely see where that fourth star comes from, and it's not just because he's Zach Wilson's brother. There's a lot of upside here for sure, and so let's talk about his highest grades first here. 
Mechanics, I gave them a 9. Arm accuracy, 9.1. Let's start with mechanics. They're pretty smooth. I mean, no hitches, pretty quick. You know, release both uh, in the pocket. Uh, also, you know, throwing on the run-wise, it's pretty quick as well. Uh, I I really like it, you know. And I think, honestly, you could say what you want about his brother. But these two have pretty solid mechanics. And they're pretty fluid, you know. I've, I've, seen, I've seen worse mechanics for sure. I've seen mechanics that affect the timing on throws, accuracy, all that great stuff. With Isaac Wilson, that's really not an issue at all. I'm pretty high on it. Now, it could probably engage his core a little bit more, set and throw a little bit more, like set his feet and throw a little bit more. Uh, those are just nitpicky stuff, I would say. But those could also go under other grades here. And so, there you go. Now, speaking of other grades, arm accuracy 9.1. He could throw some really good footballs. Um, I do believe he can make every throw on the field, right? I think, geez, not only can he make every throw on the field, but in case he's in a tough situation, as in he's getting blitzed or it's a tight window, he does have that next level ability to really squeeze it into some tight windows there. Um, And that's on every level. He's a good intermediate deep short thrower i mean he could get pinpoint accurate when he wants to i would say and you see this quite a bit now his accuracy and his ability to throw football accuracy does kind of hurt some of his decision making skills uh which is at an eight and that is his lowest grade and so let me just talk about that right now i think there are times where, you know, obviously he's able to read a defense and he throws it to the right guy, you know, or he recognizes a mismatch and throws it to the right guy. Boom. Perfect. Love it. Right. And then there are times where he's a little bit too set on making a play, right? Making a big play, a big highlight real play. Sometimes I think there are times he kind of has a bit of a home run hitter mentality at quarterback, which means, you know, you really want that deep shot, right? You really want that tough throw. Uh, You really want that first down. You really want that touchdown. And it results in him, you know, kind of throwing tighter windows than they need to be, staring down receivers, uh, trying to test defenses deep. Uh, There are some games uh, where you just seem like, oh, my God, he is really just dead set on throwing this route. And... I would say a solid amount of the time it works out. The other amount of time, it's either picked off or deflected or something like that. I mean, he did throw 17 interceptions, which, I mean, in about 14 games played, it's kind of a lot. You know, 17 interceptions in 14 games, it's definitely on the uh, higher end. And if you want to talk about ratio, his touchdown to INT ratio is almost 2 to 1 which is not the best, I would say. And so he needs to get more disciplined, uh, just being completely honest. He needs to get more disciplined. I'm sure there is some overambition because he plays on a really good football team as well that has the talent, so he's like, oh, well, you know, they're going to make a play. I just got to kind of put it in the area, you know? And so I'm sure there's probably some thought process there, but I'm also going to give him a little bit of credit. This is his first full year starting, and so you're going to have... I mean, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have things that you really got to tighten up, 
you know, going into your senior year. I mean, you're not going to always be able to play a perfect game. That's life in general, but especially as a first-year starter, there's going to be things you have to figure out by just playing the game and making those mistakes. Now, the difference between a good and great quarterback is learning from those mistakes and not making those as consistently and not getting baited into situations where, you know, you could just go ahead and... Uh, Take the shorter throw or take the check down instead of trying to make something happen running around and then, you know, trying to throw it off platform or, you know, throw it off script or something like that. You know, you, you got to you gotta play a little bit more disciplined here. Be a little bit more situationally aware. That's kind of something that I've noticed. But he's a young quarterback. At the same time, though, you're going into your senior year. So how many more chances are you going to get, you know, working on getting disciplined right there's not going to be too many and so you got to start working on that right now uh and i'm also going to throw this out there in games where he threw multiple interceptions so you know two or more he won uh, more of those than he lost i would say uh i believe he is four and one in those uh situations so one four of those games only lost one which, you know, when you that to me, that says like looking into that, that tells me, you know, maybe there isn't as much urgency, right, to work on that because, oh, well, I, I still threw two interceptions, but we still won 47 to 14. Or I threw four interceptions, but we won 45 28. You know, that's cool. That's great. But I mean, you know, as an individual, you know, deep down, okay, uh, just in case. I can't be making some of these mistakes, you know, I, I really can't. And there were a couple games where, you know, he didn't throw multiple interceptions, but he threw one interception, right? Or he was just really, like, not probably not the most efficient he could have been. His last game of the season, I mean, they lost 7-17, to and he had one touchdown and one interception, and only 184 yards. On top of that, your offense was only able to score once. So that's not good either. Your job as a quarterback is to distribute, get your offense a bunch of points, whether it's you or somebody else. And so, look, I am not going to say he is overrated. I don't, th don't, I don't think he is because I think there's definitely some serious talent here. Now, I think right now he is pretty appropriately rated according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, just looking at their composite rating, he is the 14th best quarterback in this class listed as a four star here so there you go you know that's that's pretty that's pretty good i think you know when you're also evaluating quarterbacks and i guess ranking them as well you also gotta consider the potential they have and the potential for isaac wilson is definitely up there i mean this is an accurate thrower of the football who's a good athlete now is he gonna be a scrambling threat I would say on the next level, probably not. I like not like somebody that you know is gonna kill you and rush for a thousand yards. I'm sure you could probably rush for 500 yards on the college level. You know, do something similar to that. I guess it kind of really depends on the school he picks as well and the level of talent he's playing against. So I guess anything's possible. But he's still pretty quick and athletic enough to kind of kill you on the ground. You know, in short bursts and extend plays too. So, there you go. But he's still a good athlete. 
He has some serious arm talent, and I really don't think he's done. I mean, he's only six foot one seventy five. If he continues to put on weight, that arm power is going to go up naturally, right? Uh, the ability to make more throws is going to naturally go up as you get bigger because he is a pretty small quarterback. I think he's the only quarterback actually. Maybe this is just a you know out of date weight here, but he's the only quarterback. Listed around that 160, 170 range here in the top 15. Everyone else is close to 190 to at least 200. You know, the top prospects being 220. And so I'm really interested to see how much more weight he can put on as well. Because I'm sure he could probably get a little bit more of a zip on the football. Especially on those intermediate throws. Uh, if he, you know, gets bigger, right? And puts on weight. And so, no doubt he's talented. He has very good arm talent, right? Uh, he's also a good athlete, too. Now, to play quarterback on the next level and continue to transcend that, not even, you know, just playing quarterback on the next level, but, you know, preparing to play quarterback on the level after that, you got to get smarter, you got to get sharper, you got to become more situationally aware, and you got to get more disciplined. Like I said, there are a lot of plays where, you know, he is hunting for a big play. And you know it, he's hunting for a big play because he tries to take those uh, shots deep, especially if a team is bringing pressure. You know, he is trying to be aggressive and attack the defense, which is most likely either in man or in some sort of zone. But even that could be limiting, though, you know, and he's hunting for a big play. But sometimes, you know, you got to make the play that's best for the team. You got to check it down. Right, you gotta go. Um, you know, go just go get the first down. Right, go get a couple yards to set up an easier opportunity to get the next down and extend the drive. And so, I'm I'm gonna be honest. You know, I'm definitely being a little nitpicky here, but you know, he's going into his senior year. He's rated as a four star. I think these are things that will be expected of him on the next level. And he does have college interest, obviously. Not gonna list off all his offers. I mean, I'm gonna list off a few here: Louisville, Washington State, Marshall, Arizona State. Those are all from this year. Oh, Utah. I oh, well, I guess that was from last fall. But those are some of the offers he has. Obviously, he's visited Bama, Georgia. You know, all all the D1 programs, and I think that's very warranted. I mean, this is a very talented football player here also my excuse me my bad he's rated at 61185 so i could actually bump his uh frame size a little bit here which i'll do right now um i'll, I'll give him an give him an 8.4 he could still put on some weight still so overall my grade is an 84.8 for isaac wilson there's still things he could improve on like i said but he is a very talented quarterback and so there's no surprises everyone is recruiting him because here's the thing you know you may not have the best decision making skills or may not be as situationally aware but that's some things that college coaches could coach or at least coach to the point where they could live with certain mistakes that you make you know that may happen and whatnot regardless i think he's a guy that you know is very talented um, and I think the hype is pretty warranted, to be honest with you. Not just because he's Zach Wilson's brother. He's actually that good. He's an accurate passer who's athletic and can make all the throws off and on platform. So, boom. There you go there. Now, he has to tighten things up. But I could imagine if he goes to the right system, goes to the right program, that could be developed. 
you know, and uh, would definitely love to see him accept one of these Power 5 offers here. He actually doesn't have uh, a whole ton. I mean, he has a solid amount. Obviously, Oregon has offered him. That's a big one. Miami has offered him. I believe Oklahoma State and Arizona has offered him. I think, and then uh, the ones I just listed obviously offered him as well. So you got, you know, you got a solid amount of teams that have offered him, but I don't see any SEC offers yet or any Big Ten offers yet. I'm sure they're coming though, or maybe he just hasn't listed them. But uh, I do believe he could play on that level, and I would love to see him compete against some of those guys there. Uh, he really has the potential to maybe even be better than his brother, too. I'm just going to float that idea out there. So, boom, there you go. But that's Isaac Wilson. Uh, I think he's a very good quarterback, and we'll see how his senior season goes. And now the last quarterback I want to talk about, do a film breakdown on, is actually from this class, the class of 2023 from Denton, Texas. Goes to Denton Geyer. That is the five-star Oklahoma commit Jackson Arnold also national Gatorade player of the year standing at 6'2 205 pounds he is my favorite quarterback in this class I'm not gonna lie and this is a pretty talented squad here you got guys like Arch Manning Malachi Nelson uh Nico I mean there's some ballers on this team, but Jackson Arnold, I would say, is easily my favorite. Also, I do have a bias towards uh, Texas football players in general, but, you know, I really feel like Jackson could potentially be one of the most successful quarterbacks in this class. And before I tell you why, make sure you check out episode 234. Uh, broke down a lot of quarterbacks here in Colorado, and I used Jackson Arnold as kind of the standard four quarterbacks in the country at least in this class here and i really do believe he's a true five star so there you go there but uh first things first let's kind of talk about his stats here let's start with his senior stats i know he played last year his junior year obviously so he's a multi-year starter but let's talk about his senior year stats on the season through for 3,383 passing yards, 33 touchdowns to only three interceptions, played really clean football, um, also had 855 rushing yards and 23 rushing touchdowns. That is a pretty big jump. I think he added 11 more touchdowns to his 12 rushing touchdowns from last year. And so I know on Rivals, he's listed as a pro style. To me, he's a bit of a dual threat. Um, but obviously, he's going to look to pass first, though. And so I kind of understand that. But let's go ahead and go down the line. I'm just going to give a quick uh, review of all of my grades here. And then we'll talk about it. Arm power gave him a 9.2. Arm accuracy, 9. Time gone throws, 8.8. Overall mechanics, fluidity, 9. Uh, Decision-making skills gave him an 8.7. Scramble abilities, a 9. Throwing the run is a 9.1. Pocket awareness, 9.5. Pocket movement, 9.2. Frame and size, 8.7 for an overall grade of 90.2 here. I mean, look, that is a true five-star grade in my eyes. According to me, I've been able to watch some of his games here. I also have friends down in Texas who, you know, have given me information and relayed uh, their thoughts as well. So shout out to them. Like I said, I grew up in Dallas. So boom. Now, 
I guess let's start with the highest grades here. 9.54 pocket awareness. And then I gave him a 9.24 two different categories. The one is pocket movement. The other one is arm power here. Uh, let's start with this pocket movement and awareness. I mean, look, this is a kid that is obviously very good at sensing pressure and also knowing how much time he has in the pocket he's very situationally aware because like i said it's not just about moving up and down in the pocket knowing when you're running out of time it's also knowing how much time you have and you know what little things you can do to buy yourself that extra second or half a second to go ahead and get the throw off that you want to make right and the play that is good for the team and the offense altogether. and jackson here consistently manipulates the pocket extends the play not by just rolling out all the way right or rolling out all the way left or backpedaling a whole ton no he stands strong in the pocket stands tall in the pocket and you know he'll shift as needed and then deliver strikes that's what he does and uh, there are multiple times in his film where you know the blitz is coming, the pressure is coming, he stays cool, he takes a little sidestep or slides or steps up in the pocket, resets, and then throws it, and it's a great ball, you know, and that's something I really like about Jackson Arnold here, I mean, he does a great job manipulating that pocket and buying himself that extra time to go make those big plays, and, you know, to a defensive guy, that could be frustrating, right, because this is a kid that does have the athletic ability to run and and he has a fantastic arm, but, you know, he's going to kill you from the pocket. And he's going to make the little movements, the effortless movements, to go ahead and buy himself some time and be really efficient. And so, for him to be a killer from that pocket is definitely big time. Now... His other grade here, highest grade, 9.2 for arm power. He has a pretty strong arm, and it's very much on display when he's on the run as well. I mean, he has the ability to hit all three levels here and do it with ease. It's almost like a flick of the wrist. I mean, he just has a very special arm power. The ball definitely jumps out of his hands, and it's it's natural, right? It looks very natural, and so you absolutely love to see that. Part of it it is i would say also the mechanics i mean he has pretty good mechanics from top to bottom here not too much to really nitpick here um I mean, I think he definitely utilizes his whole body to make these throws and doesn't, you know, throw off flat form or off his back foot too much. And, you know, he usually sets and throws really well, very disciplined with that. And so obviously, you know, those are the little things, but eventually they do matter, especially when you're in tight game situations. And so for him to be doing all that, that is definitely big time. But when he's on the run, and by the way, gave him a 9.1 for throwing the run ability, I would would still say he has the ability to hit any throw on the field and i mean when he's i guess freestyling or freelancing and he's out of structure he's still equally dangerous um this is a kid that can make a couple people miss and if the pocket breaks down he'll roll out right or left if he needs to right or he'll run around and extend the play if he needs to and there's no running lanes and then he'll go ahead and deliver a great throw downfield that only he could throw because he puts so much velocity on this thing and he could control that extremely well that's something that's really special about him and so that makes him an extremely dangerous football player just that ability to make all of those throws you can't really teach that sometimes you know there are some guys that are just physically limited jackson arnold is not that uh anything but now 
before we move on and talk about some of the lower grades here, I do want to talk about his scrambling ability. I feel like maybe I put it a little bit too high up here. It's at a 9. I think it's solid. But in my eyes, I mean, this is a kid that probably runs a 4-5, maybe a 4-6 here, which is pretty good for a quarterback, but his acceleration is the thing that really makes it special in his scramble ability, along with a little bit of his agility, but acceleration for sure, because he goes from 0 to 100 in a millisecond. I mean, he gets in there and hits that top end speed, and he gets real dangerous in space. I mean, this is somebody that could definitely rip off some big chunk rushing yards, not only on this level, here on one of the highest level of football in Texas, but I think you could do that on the college level as well. Now, how much he does that, we'll see. I don't believe he was ever a 1,000 yard rusher, but also that's maybe a stylistic choice. I think maybe he has also just chosen to be more of a pass first quarterback which I love, even though, you know, he does have the ability to go out and get some extra yards, but don't get it twisted. He's definitely somebody who could rush and could kill you on the ground if you are not careful. Uh, could definitely do that and be a threat. That adds a whole different dimension to his game. You got to play him a little bit differently. I mean, you got to put at least a spy on him. So, there you go. That takes one person out of coverage, and then that begins to complicate defenses. So just wanted to say that, but this is a kid that could really do it all. He could throw it. Uh, he could run around. He could extend plays. He's efficient in the pocket. Definitely love seeing that. Now, his lowest grade here is an 8.7, which is still really good, but I gave him that for decision-making skills and frame and size here. Frame and size, I mean, part of that is... You know, just being a taller player. You know, if you're a 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", player, you're more likely to get a 9. He's 6'2", so he's definitely, you know, not short. He's on the average side, I would say. But he is heavier, and so I kind of like that. He could probably get still a little bit uh, bigger, though, um, before he plays on the next level, which I think he is somebody that could legitimately start as a freshman, potentially. But that's really just nitpicking, to be completely honest with you. I think 6'2", 205, he might even be heavier than that, honestly, is still pretty solid. Now, the other thing I gave him uh, 8.7 on is his decision-making skills. I still believe he makes decisions at a high level. I'm just going to nitpick here a little bit. Uh, I am definitely a little bit concerned about how much he uses legs uh, playing better competition, especially in the playoffs here. I mean, it looks like he got at least 16, 15 carries as a quarterback every single game in the playoffs. I mean, I'm just looking at this 18 carries to start, 16 carries, 23 carries against South Lake Carroll. He had a high 27 carries. And by the way, it's not just quarterback design runs, obviously. If he decides to take off, then it counts. Uh, and then against DeSoto, who would eventually actually win state here, he had 20 carries against them. And so, uh, and in those games as well, he had slightly smaller passing numbers i mean obviously it's the playoffs right so you're not always gonna light up every team i definitely understand that but i mean 230 223 uh is best against south lake you did throw for 303 so i'm not super mad at that but then only 221 against the soto 
it's a little bit of a red flag. I wouldn't even say a red flag, even. Let me let me backtrack on that. It's a little bit of a side-eye uh, glance here, just seeing some of those increased rushing yards and whatnot. To me, that tells me, you know, he's bailing out a little bit more. He's taking what he could get, uh, which isn't always a bad thing, but maybe there's a little bit more downfield. And so I'm not really super concerned about this. I mean, like I said, it's still an 8.7. He's still a big time five star i just think i'd obviously love to continue to see him to develop as a passer uh, hit the film room and eventually get used to the speed of the game on the college level as well texas football is great i know it you know obviously i'm from there and i had friends who played it you know we know the speed of texas football and it's pretty it's pretty good but there's always going to be a difference going to the college level, especially with Oklahoma, which he is committed to, uh, entering the SEC here, here in 2024. And so the speed of the game then is going to be different. On top of that, you have insane pass rushers literally every year who are literally top five guys, you know, in the NFL draft year by year. And so you're going to have to you know, be able to process a little bit quicker. You can't wait around as much for some of those big plays. You got to get the ball out. You got to be a little bit more sharper and situationally aware for that next level. For this level, I think he's pretty much fine, though, honestly. And so um, that's that. But he's a senior. He's graduated. He's moved on. And so we're just projecting forward. Right. And so that's really the only concerns I have. Um, the, I guess if I'm really nitpicking, I might as well go into some other things. This, I would say, also falls under decision making. I wouldn't say arm talent or arm power, really, or accuracy on this one. But, you know, there are some times when he's trying to throw the ball deep and he just puts a lot of air, too much air underneath it. And it's usually in time. You know, but on some of the balls where he's really putting some air on it, you know, it's too much. Like I said, especially on those deep those intermediate short, you know, it's it's never really an issue how much air he puts on it. He knows what type of throw he needs to make. But on some of those deep those, I probably would have liked a lot of those a little bit more, you know, on a line drive and a uh, bit more, a bit less air there. And that's, like I said, that's just me nitpicking. And so his decision making in what kind of ball he wants or what kind of throw he wants to make on some of those deeper uh, passes could probably use some work too, you know. And I'm sure that's going to get adjusted on the next level. I'm not really worried about that. Altogether, though, Jackson Arnold, in my opinion, is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country, if not the best, in my honest opinion. I mean, this is a kid that is real lethal from the pocket. He throws strikes from there. But at the same time, he is a rushing threat. He's somebody who, you know, can outrun uh, some outside linebackers, obviously defensive linemen, and go ahead and kill you and grab 20 or 30 yards. Plus, it's not like he's a small dude. He's pretty built as well, and he doesn't have any problem, you know, throwing a shoulder or arm in there, even though I would probably advise against that on the next level. But he will get aggressive because he is a stronger dude and whatnot and try to get those first down yardage if it comes down to it so or you know uh touchdowns in the end zone if it comes down to it so you could really do a lot with him he fits a lot of different systems because of his physical abilities and he honestly really should be successful on the next level here he will be going to oklahoma to me that is a pretty big steal here for brent venables i know i'm pretty sure 
They have Dylan Gabriel for one more year, but I'm 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 gonna make some projections here. I'm gonna make some projections. I think that Jackson Arnold could potentially replace uh, Dylan Gabriel in the season. I know um, Dylan Gabriel has kind of had some pretty big significant injury concerns i would say the last couple of years i don't know when the last time he played a full season obviously wishing him all the best moving forward here but definitely something to highlight and so with that being said you know when you have five-star quarterbacks guys that have all this elite talent have played at a high level you know uh, like in a texas and played powerhouses like south lake carroll uh highland park i would say is one of those better teams in texas that's definitely an argument for him to get playing time immediately asap you know uh oklahoma the last couple years i feel like i've had a good a pretty good amount of quarterbacks uh come through and play and do their thing especially the last 10 years but that was under the lincoln riley era now you got brent venables he's a new coach a defensive minded coach i'm sure you want that quarterback position to be a little bit more stabilized and why not start with the qb of your future and i really think he's somebody that could hop in and even if you know he's not quite getting the reads and uh you know making those right reads 100 percent of the time i feel like he has the athletic ability to go ahead and bail himself out and still move the chains make a play keep the drive going right give your running backs give your team a chance to go score uh even if jackson can't score and he's only gonna get better um like i said he's played at a really high level in texas i'm sure he's used to all that pressure and you know the things that come with being qb1 at a very good school and so i'm really excited for him he is an extremely talented quarterback really couldn't find too much to really nitpick at here uh i mean a lot of these grades especially the physical grades are just going off of where some other guys are physically as well and he stacks up pretty well but talent and you know being able to read defenses and manipulating the pocket which i feel like really separates him from other quarterbacks his ability to just be lethal from the pocket and extend those plays from inside the pocket uh is big time and I think that's what makes him the top quarterback or one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country because he can do that. But uh, looking forward to watching him play. That was a really fun film breakdown to do. It was a good one to use as a standard to go ahead and evaluate other quarterbacks here in our state in Colorado where I'm uh, living at right now. And, you know, in the country as well, because we did talk about Isaac Wilson. Anyways, that will wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. If you are listening to us, thank you for supporting us. We appreciate that. We'll be coming out with more film breakdowns here uh, soon. I know we got a couple interviews lined up with some of the best players in the state of Colorado. They'll give us insight on you know how their career went recruiting process all that stuff um so if you want to you know just listen to those thoughts and listen to their stories and those great interviews go ahead and uh subscribe to us on spotify apple podcasts and you could also follow us on youtube as well at playmakers corner we post episodes there but you know show some love on social media as well at pmc at playmakers corner on facebook instagram twitter and 
and TikTok. TikTok will be posting some of the highlights of these players that I talked about here uh, so that you could see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about their strengths, weaknesses, all that great stuff. The things that really make them great, you could see them there. Uh, it will also be posted on YouTube Shorts too, so even more reasons to go ahead and follow us there. And yeah, follow us as well to find out when more episodes are coming out. We are also covering college women's flag football, which is in full swing. That is really good football to be watching, high-level football to be watching. Um, so there you go there. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for rocking with us and we'll catch you later.